0: And, uh, welcome to the twenty-fourth edition of the Startup Popular's VT Roundup. My name is uh, Gunjan Saha, and joining me today, is have Roshan Saripa, host of the Startup Popular podcast. Hi Roshan, how are you doing today? Hey Gunjan, lots of activity for us to cover. So, I'm doing very well, how are you? I'm gonna be really excited to kick uh, this roundup. As uh, you know, to v 4 something, Okay. It's been a sassy week, uh, if I can say so, right? Uh, So, you know, we've seen plenty of fundraise activity on the SaaS front uh, this week. Um, And and it's something that we've spoken about earlier as well, right? Uh, Look, the SaaS market is over $100 billion. It's supposed to be uh, around $140 billion by 2022, uh, as per Gartner estimates. And if you look at how software itself is satisfying, right? Uh, Because, you know, it becomes more scalable, effective, -effective, cost-effective, etc. Once software converts to SaaS, you know, building and selling software is going to entirely become saas based, right? So, and, and it's a lot more integral now, given COVID and given the rise of digitalization and so on and so forth. And if you look at the economics of the business itself, there are very unique attributes about the business that makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, whether the fact of uh, recurring revenue, uh, salesforce is at $20 billion and all of that revenue almost uh, is recurring. Then there's the fact about net uh, retention rate, for example. If you look at uh, companies like Build.com, which sells uh, SMBs and offers billing software, right? And uh, now SMBs are notorious for churn, but then even Build.com, which sells uh, a very integral service, right? Offers, uh, I mean, has around 122% net retention which is really really amazing right? so uh, and then you know all of the ease of uh, use and all of that stuff right uh, the whole consumerization of b software that happened and Pine by SaaS the modalities of payment through you know card uh, and then you know look at the crazy margins also that these uh, companies have right 60 percent gross margins um, and even the mature companies right I mean we spoke about salesforce even salesforce is growing at about 25% year on year right which is just mind-blowing so the economics of all of this makes it a very lucrative space to invest in and uh, what we're seeing is uh, truly global businesses being built out of India India's got a crazy uh, amount of IT talent right so we have a base of IT talent and, uh, We built really, really good services uh, companies earlier, and pivoting from services to products and building IP of our own was uh, a key challenge earlier, but I think we're solving that through SaaS right now, and we've spoken to Prasanna and Rajan of Upeka earlier, and I plan to talk to a lot more SaaS founders in the coming months especially. We have a few lined already, so, yep, hopefully it'll be a SaaSy month also. Folks, if you have any suggestions or any recommendations for those who would like us to interview next, do let us know, and we'll definitely reach out to them. Uh, with the wonderful, it was an amazing episode. Like right? one with Joe Abernall, with such on importance of mental health as we move to remote work, and also by the management of Rory Sabin on Alchemy for Startups. Okay, anything you like to add on the conversation with Rory? Yeah, both uh, wonderful conversations. Uh, Rory was a very surreal experience, uh, right? Uh, he's the god of advertising, uh, and Alchemy is a must-read for everyone. Uh, so it was amazing to, you know, contextualize all of those uh, things in the realm of startups. Uh, definitely check out both these episodes. Very, very good episodes. Right. Okay, we'll also linked down in the description below for easy access. Okay, so the first news of the week: We have WhatsApp. WhatsApp is currently at its top today, eighty to ninety million dollars as part of a Series B funding. Now, this fund is to be led by SoftBank Vision Fund 2, and it will value the company at almost 500 to 550 million dollars. This will also mark SoftBank's second investment in the Indian tech sector in five months. The Japanese conglomerate backed Series A platform Nine Signal last November, raising a uh, start of 100 million uh, funded. Along with Worktech, he also has Chargebee, which is a billing and revenue management startup. It has raised 125 million dollars in a Series G round, led by new investor Five Ventures and existing investors cyber Global and Insight Venture Partners. The round also saw participation from another existing investor, Seed Capital. Now, Chargebee helps businesses automate the subscription billing, invoice, and payment, and has clients across 60 countries. user experience within the app. Uh, right? So, um, you know, gone are the days when people uh, learn through manuals or posters or whatever. Uh, people prefer learn, learning by using, right? And, uh, uh, you know, you could think of enterprise software like Salesforce or SAPs, uh, Success Work Factors, or something kind like of a WordPress software and so on. Now, these are not uh, trivial uh, applications to use, right? There's a lot of uh, knowledge required. And uh, what Watson's, uh, basically what it does is it accuses people to use the software in the right way uh, through a variety of uh, uh, tips and, you know, other workflows and so on and so forth, right? Uh, so, again, I mean, it's just a new problem uh, and a new solution, right? Uh, so, my best guess is that uh, there are around about 50 million uh, in revenue or so, right? Uh, and, you know, as you rightly mentioned, there's a lot of digitalization post-COVID, uh, given that, you know, they're all operating in a remote environment, um, this becomes especially uh, relevant, right? And some of this uh, software that you mentioned, uh, whether it's Salesforce Oracle or Oracle I SIT, these are not uh, these are not cheap by any uh, estimation, right? I mean, these are uh, extremely uh, costly and the cost is only rising. So, uh, yeah, so that's the relevance of Waterfix and, uh, you know, given that we know some of these people, I mean, you know, wishing them all the best uh, for uh, the journey ahead. So Chargebee is another fantastic business, uh, right? Uh, they essentially manage uh, subscription billing for small entrepreneurs and uh, businesses. Uh, they, roughly they operate in the revenue operations uh, space, right? And they do a bunch of things like code to cash, uh, trial management, tax, and essentially the of customer life cycle. Uh, they compete with companies like chargeify uh, a few others, I don't recall. And then, you know, there are public companies also in this space like Stripe, of course, and uh, Zora as well, right? Uh, uh, again, I think they're probably doing about fifty million data uh, uh, in revenue. Uh, and Chargebee is one of Axel's uh, uh, first successes, right, along with Freshworks and so on. So another very interesting company, another very integral solution to a problem that is, I, I won't say it's a recent one, of course, billing has always existed, but then this whole subscription billing and the, the nuances that it imposes uh, is a new one right, relatively, and uh, uh, Arvi is a fantastic uh, team as well, uh, right, like by Krish and uh, all the best them as well. Super. So, moving on to the next piece of news that we have, um, it is pristine Care. Taya Global has led us $50 million round in healthcare startups, pristine Care. The CISD funding also for participation from the startup investing in West City Square Capital, Hummingbird Ventures, and Epic Capital. Uh, valuation for pristine Care has more than doubled to over $515 million from its earlier 25 million valuation Just a couple of weeks back, we also uh, discussed pristine Care at length uh, in the earlier funding, and it's very interesting to note the space in which Christine Care is actually operating. It is consolidating all the uh, major surgeries and home care services that our patient might require and digitizing the entire process. We also a major steps which has been taken in the health, uh, Indian healthcare ecosystem where there is some effort made to balance the supply and demand. As by the nature of the business itself, it is not easy to always have bed in the hospitals, uh, as you can see in the news today. But also, anything you'd like to add from your end? So it's a very interesting business as you said, right? Uh, the are trying to match demand and supply and uh, utilization is the key constraint in uh, you know, healthcare, right? Uh, uh, and we're seeing this right now in the midst of the second wave, right? Where uh, uh, supply and demand, uh, I mean demand has risen uh, 4 times, 5 times to so things like oxygen and so on and so forth. Uh, and we're not able to meet the supply, not because we don't have the capacity but uh, because of a pure planning and logistics uh, uh, failure, right? So, uh, so yeah, another very good innovation and uh, more power to the team. Right. Also, uh, in our earlier uh, roundup, we have been talking about ESOPs a lot. And I think uh, people have been really looking at the uh, roundup that they put out the ESOP management tool in the name. Capita, which provides a software solution for ESOPs and capitalization table, of cap table management, has raised $5 million in its 3 A funding round. Mass mutual Ventures led the funding, and other participants in the round included India Partners, Paul Allen's Vulcan Capital, East Ventures, and India-based Indian investors such as Avana Capital founder Anjali Bunton, and Udaan co-founder Sajit Kumar. Capita currently serves clients in Indonesia, Singapore, and India focusing on startups. Its software platform helps private companies digitize and manage cap tables, perform due diligence, and issue equity requests. capital can get uh, very complicated uh, to top it i mean you will have an esop pool advisory shares uh, uh, and if uh, you know if you have investors um, from a couple of different uh, geographies it uh, complicates things uh, 10x further right so one of the things that i also saw within uh, the uh, product pages is that uh, you can actually do B scenarios uh, and you don't know, see what uh, different valuations and projections will look like a uh, lot of scope for financial modeling and stuff the important thing is that look all of this work is you know very very important but at the same time I mean, it's not revenue generating right so the so founders are often burdened with all of this work and this is not something they can escape as well right but it's you know broadly classified as ops admin work right uh, it's not revenue generating many any stretch uh, so they have to reluctantly do all of this cumbersome work, and, uh, you know, this is a great way to leverage software to ease that pain. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, you know, when Capital was pitching this to investors or founders, I mean, uh, you know, there was ready resonance in that sense, right? So, uh, it seems like, you know, capital founders are also from a corporate finance and investing background, right? So, they know what they're doing, so, yeah, this should be interesting. Nice. Right. Uh, also, over the past uh, episode, we've been talking quite a bit about the mobile gaming space. And this week, online gaming platform, Mobile Premier League, is in talks with existing and new investors to raise up 150 million million. After Dream11's 2x jumped in valuation within six months, MPL has now joined the race for the unicorn club. The fantasy and esports have been really catching on in India at a quick pace, and investors seem to be very bullish on the segment. Uh, mobile gaming League has grown to a 70 plus games and ch- and 7 million users, and reports said that the current online gamers in India stand at $360 million and is projected to cross the $500 million mark by 2025. Uh, Dream 11 has raised $625 million in family and secondary capital in October 2020, and another gaming platform, Winzo Games, has raised close to $20 million in equity and debt financing in the past six months. If you look at the gaming, mobile gaming sector in India, as I mentioned, investors a really bullish on the segment. The, dominating the gaming space is trading out an easy task, by putting out a game out of India doesn't necessarily mean that you're. For, it, for, sure. Right. Here, so another startup almost what we're entering the unicorn club. Uh, banking tech uh, startup Zeta is actually closer to the coveted unicorn club, and it finalizes a new round of investment with SoftBank Vision Fund 2. Uh, then the advanced stages uh, to lead a $250 million series round in the 5-year-old startup. The investment proposes values the company, which is co-founded by high-profile entrepreneur Bhavien Purakhya at over $1 billion, up from $300 million in its major external funding, which was its previous in 2019. The thesis is that banks, with a largely operating and antiquated technology, today don't have the time and expertise to offer the best experience to hundreds of millions of customers and tech firms that serve, and especially with remote work being the norm, becomes ever more relevant. So uh, Zeta is a, an interesting story and before we get to the business let's talk about the entrepreneurs because they are also equally interesting if not more, right? Uh, so Zita is co-founded by Bhavan Thurakya and he's one half of the Turakia brothers, Bhavan and Devyank. Uh, they've built successful businesses, I think 4 or 5 successful businesses over the last 15-20 uh, years, uh, right? Uh, so they sold Medianet for about $900 million, uh, Medianet operated in the ad space, uh, then they sold uh, BigRock, Rock, uh, built and sold Big Rock for uh, $160 million, BigRock, of course was for hosting and domains. Uh, so they've done this uh, before, they've been there and done that. Uh, they operate in the parent, the parent company is called Direktai and uh, they, they run multiple businesses, right? So, there are multiple businesses like uh, Flock, which uh, is a flat equivalent, uh, uh, right? And then they, uh, there's also Ringo, which is uh, low-cost calling. So Zeta started off as an employee benefits uh, uh, sort of a company, right? Uh, to compete with Sodexo. Now, I don't know how many people remember Sodexo, but Sodexo had these passes for meals, and there were some tax savings that you could get from that, and so on and so forth. Uh, then they merged that uh, that business with Sodexo, uh, 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 Sodexo's Indian uh, business, right? And uh, I think they retain a minority stake there, but uh, that got sold off, and since then they've pivoted to this whole embedded finance angle, right? So uh, we've referenced uh, that Angela Strange article. Angela Strange is uh, a partner with Henderson uh, Horowitz, and we've uh, referenced her article a couple of times or more. Uh, it's a very it's an amazing article called Every Company with Be a FinTech Company. Uh, where she talks about how Embedded Finance is going to like take over uh, every sort of product or service that we deliver, right? So every startup will be uh, often some sort of fintech, and we're, we're that, Paytm is doing insurance for example, right? So, uh, Zeta offers uh, credit, debit, loan processing products uh, as a very plug and play kind of model, right? So, uh, what you do is typically layer on top of your core banking operations and uh, fit this wherever is required, right? So, uh, they're pitching this to, uh, let's say, e-commerce players, fintechs, and whatnot. Uh, and they're offering it to a white level app, which is call Tachyon, uh, right? Uh, and also there are some APIs and so on that, uh, uh, you know, uh, businesses can consume. Uh, again, you know, the, the interesting thing also is that uh, they're offering services, which is program management and consulting, uh, along with this whole thing, right? So, uh, what uh, Zeta is trying to do here, and uh, I think the ambition itself is at a very grand scale. So there yeah, fantastic pivot and uh, another sort of will come the making. I would say. Absolutely, but these are all large tickets for funding, right? And even Zoa, which is our next piece of news, has raised 147 million dollars in Series H funding. Now, with this funding, the valuation now crosses over 2 billion dollars, and even. Market are sort of increasing, right? And uh, you're going to see uh, individual companies like grow a pop-up, right? Which operate uh, uh, this specific problem as such. Uh, so broadly, they offer what is called cloud protection, uh, data protection, and backup as a service, right? So uh, you have various uh, points. Basically, you have points like you know devices like laptops, smartphones, etc., and then you have platforms like uh, your Google Suite or Office, uh, uh, and then there are you know physical servers or virtual servers like AWS and so on. So the data in a large combination spread across so many different places, right? Now, how do you ensure that you know there's some kind of compliance? So uh, uh, there's some kind of data protection, backup, and all of that. It's not a trivial problem. It's a very, very, very complex uh, problem, uh, and that's. What uh, able to do, do at scale, right? so I think 400 plus organizations are uh, used um, including some of the largest of the, um, some of the largest organizations across industries. Right? So there's Pfizer, uh, which is in the pharmaceutical space, like DHL BHL, logistics, ING, which is the financial services space, and then Marriott, of course, in hospitality. Right? So it's a prevalent problem irrespective of what industry you belong to. Uh, and as the cloud economy grows, as the SaaS economy grows, I think Dubai will become a lot more relevant. They're already doing I think about 100 plus uh, in uh, 100 plus million dollars in revenue. So yeah, Dubai is one of the uh, most exciting companies to come out of india in the SaaS space, I would say. And you know what's interesting? We've spoken about three tax uh, businesses uh, raising money so far. The so, uh, what this is Sequoia, Chasby um, of course is Axel, and then Rua is Nexus. Right, so yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> right, next we have another startup which is backed by Sequoia. Uh, RazorPay has raised $160 million in a series A financing round, and uh, the company is valued at over two billion billion. It had attained the unicorn status last year when it had raised $100 million in a series A funding. I think we covered this as well. Uh, this new round as I mentioned was co-led by Sequoia Capital India and Singapore sovereign wealth funds DIT. Some other existing investors included Libet Capital and Tiger Global also participated in the round. This day, RazorPay has raised $366.5 million. Uh, this is one of India's largest payment-related platforms and. Can in a for the Asian yeah, very much, very much. I mean, uh, see, operating uh, uh, in India and Southeast Asia, uh, right, a kind of battle hard in some sense, right? Because uh, again, selling software and everything here is uh, not a trivial thing, and the uh, has done that incredibly well. They've grown launched a few other products like billing, invoicing and so on, and which all of which look really, really good, right? Uh, uh, so, we had discussed this earlier as well, this whole business in a box solution, which will get a lot more prevalent, right? So, what Stripe is trying to do in the US, I think Razor Pay a bunch of others like Kathabook and so on, we we'll are try to do India and Southeast Asia. The dynamics of both of these markets are relatively similar, I would say, right? So, uh, it makes sense for them to sort of expand uh, uh, beyond India as well. But, you know, in India itself, I think there are 10 million plus uh, MSMEs or uh, what qualifies as MSMEs. So, it's a large enough market even from a domestic perspective. Uh, for them to be raising this kind of cash and like going after all of these uh, companies right so uh, it remains to be seen how much uh, uh, they will be able to monetize these uh, uh these companies right uh because uh paying transaction fee is one thing right paying for software uh, you know on a monthly or uh, annual basis is quite another thing right so um, i think uh, zoho offers uh, uh, business software or tally offers business software for like thousand bucks or four thousand bucks or five thousand bucks or something like that sort, right so it will it will be uh, it will be difficult for sure right i mean it will be uh, challenging but uh, i think they have a great team a fantastic team and uh, you know more power to them Next, right. uh, before we end this week uh roundup person any any uh, thoughts on what episode we're putting on this week so both of these are uh, amazing episodes upcoming. So Ajay is uh, Ajay Gore is one of the most requested people that we've uh, uh, had on the show, uh, and we're running this as part of the entire series. Um, and you know, talking to him, uh, I was reminded of this Einstein quote: right, uh, the definition of genius is taking the complex and making it simple. Uh, really, so this is and I were amazed by how uh, again explained things like maturity models which is like you know uh, what and when to build, how to build stuff uh, and you know plenty of nuances on engineering leadership and so on. All of this in a very very simple, relatable uh, way to very fun anecdotes and examples. Uh, so yeah, uh, really looking forward to this and also we spoke to Meeta Malhotra, who is uh, uh, you know been in the industry, been in the ecosystem for a couple of decades. Uh, built one of the early SaaS companies, uh, Kinetic Blue, which uh, got acquired by BMC Software uh, and uh, also ran a design firm called uh, Rayn Keshavan. Uh, so we spoke about branding for startups specifically and a uh, uh, lot of practical advice in terms of how to go about your messaging and you know how to communicate and so on. Um, yeah, so fantastic uh, couple of episodes uh, coming. Alright folks, so with that, do keep an eye on our LinkedIn and Twitter handles. We'll be uh, pushing updates on these episodes when they'll be out over there. As always, do let us know what you think of this week's uh, roundup and what you think of the episode that we're putting out. Is there anything that we can improve? Uh, do reach out to us. And have a great week ahead. Take care and stay safe. Thanks for watching. Thanks guys. Have a great week ahead.